Welcome to Manifestation, Motivation and Passion. If you're looking to transform your life, this is the podcast for you. It's all about improving yourself on the inside to see transformation on the outside. I look at how to find and improve motivation and manifest lasting changes. Thank you so much for joining me today. And today I've got Jackie Ashby from Ascend Financial Freedom, who has been in finance for 20 years as business owner, mortgage broker, and financial and mindset mentor coaching. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Jackie. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Can you please explain how you got started and why helping empower other women is so important to you? Well, I've, I've been in finance for over 20 years. I started as a mortgage broker. Um, and I was just finding that a lot of my clients needed a lot more help when it came to their finances. A lot of people wanted to do a little bit more. They wanted to invest and wanted to know how to invest and those sorts of things. But I was finding if I was referring people out to financial advisors, they actually weren't proceeding with them or they weren't going ahead with anything. And they kind of pushed me into becoming a financial advisor myself. So I was one of the first dual qualified finance brokers and financial advisors or financial planners in Perth. And as a financial advisor, I was coming across people that really didn't know a lot about finances. And I found that there was a real gap in the market for the financial understanding. We've got financial counsellors at one end that yes. pretty much rescue people. Yes. And there's financial advisors at the other end that generally deal with people that have got a lot of money to invest, but there was nothing for the in-between people that didn't quite have a stack of money to invest, but really wanted to do things a little bit better. So I became a financial coach to be able to help people understand the fundamentals of money stuff. And I guess that the, the passion for it or the, the main thing behind it was I personally have come from a domestic violence situation and over my 20 years, just understanding of the stuff that people don't understand for one, but for two, also understanding that a lot of people stay in toxic relationships because of lack of financial understanding or financial literacy or knowing what to do to help themselves to be able to get out of these toxic relationships. Yeah. So that's where the, that's really where the financial coaching side of the business has has come to fruition is to really just help people understand the basics and the fundamentals of all that grown-up finance stuff that we should have been taught in school that's that's really, really lacking. I believe they're they're changing that now, but it doesn't help us, you know, us 30, 40s plus that didn't get that that training in school. So, yeah, that's, that's why I do what I do. Firstly, I'm so sorry that you went through that, but how amazing that you've been able to turn it around to help other people. And you've kind of led into my next question. So I was going to say, can you tell me a bit more about your business? So I understand you also do so financial coaching, but also mindset mentoring as well? Yeah, yeah. So look, we still do mortgages. So I still do finance. I still help people get finance to, you know, to achieve their goals from the perspective of buying cars and homes and those sorts of things. The financial coaching really is finance 101. So it's teaching people just stuff that you need to know and, and, and doing things in the right order, you know, to, to be a grown-up when it comes to your finance stuff. But I found that whilst 
knowing and understanding all the facts and figures and all that sort of stuff, knowing it didn't necessarily equate to doing. And I found that there's a lot of people there with some mental blocks in place and traumas and bad mentors or guides, parents, any sort of past issues that has actually stopped people from being successful. Mm. So I upskilled, I do hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic programming and a whole range of different techniques just to help people overcome any of those mental blocks or issues or problems that they have that are holding them back from being financially successful. So it could be something as simple as, you know, even even somebody that's a smoker. You wouldn't think smoking is a financial thing or something that a financial services company would provide assistance for. But look, anybody that's a smoker understands how much money they put oh towards goodness, cigarettes. Yes. So, you know, if somebody is, is really wanting to get ahead with their finances and willing to give up smoking, let's say, but don't know how to go about it, I can help with that. I can, I can assist with that. There's a whole different other range of things, but it's really just getting into your mindset and making sure that you're, that you're set up mentally to be able to actually succeed. So having all the knowledge through the financial coaching is great, mm. but also just taking that extra step, that, the touchy-feely step of actually just getting your, getting your head right. <laughs> and NLP is such a powerful tool. Now, I went to your finance seminar, which is how we met, and yeah. I was absolutely blown away at the amount that you need to retire. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Look, it depends. There's a couple of ways to calculate it. And without going into, you know, it, I've got my fingers in the air doing inverted commas. I'm not providing financial <laughs> advice per se. But there's a couple of really basic calculations that you can do. Um, and if I, I, I'll go through them step by step and hopefully this comes out clear and easy. But if you, if you picked an income that you want to live on in retirement or when, when you choose to stop working, retirement tend, tends to scare people when I say that word, so let's just say when you choose to stop working, <laughs> if you pick a number, so whether it's $50,000 or $40,000 or even $100,000, we, we pop that into a calculator and then you divide it by the amount that you believe you will get in as a return. So let's say if you were to put your money into a bank account the return you would get from a bank account these days is <laughs> like if you get one percent, two percent. So if you do that, yeah, if you do that, fifty thousand divided by two percent, it will give you a ridiculously high figure. Now, if you, I don't have the calculator in front of me. I should have prepared it earlier. But if if you put in those okay, figures, so um, what did you say? Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand divided by two percent. I think 2%? should come at a million or something. Two point five million. Two point five million. Okay. So that's the sort of nest egg that you would need to have if you wanted to just live off the interest if you had that much money sitting in a bank account earning your 2%. So that's if you want to leave $2.5 million for your estate, for your kids, you know, future generations and those sorts of things. That's if you want to do that. If you wanted to maybe invest in something that was had a bit of a higher return, so let's say a 5% return, mm -hmm. if you do that 50000 again, Divided by 5%. 50,000 divided by 5% is 1 million. There you go. So there's only a million dollars that you would need to have. However, let's say if you put your money into like shares or, you know, 
I won't say, we can say cryptocurrency, that's kind of up and down by 50% <laughs> a day or 100% or something per day, but let's just go, let's just go 10%. So if you have 50,000 divided by 10%, then you're looking at 500,000. 500,000. So for people that are very, very, very nervous investors that want to have the world, let's say, they would need to be in a position to have a massive nest egg to be able to get that return or to get that $50,000 a year as income. If you're willing to take a little bit of a risk or go for an investment that has a slightly better return, well, then the amount of money that you need to actually have as a nest egg reduces. Uh Um, So what I teach people about is understanding risk and return and sometimes taking, you know, risk is not a dirty word. Um, Risk is essential, but it's what what you can take on and be able to still sleep at night. So, for example, putting money in a bank account is a massive risk. It's a massive risk in the sense that if you want to be earning your $50,000 a year, you may not necessarily, while you're building up that nest egg, you may not necessarily get up to that $2.5 million by the time you retire. Mm. Um, so it's all about learning risk and just learning pros and cons of, yes, it is, you know, inverted commas, safe, yeah. but you may not necessarily get the money that you need by the time that you need it. And again, this all pertains to if you wanted to leave a nest egg for your family and just draw off the, the, the interest or the, the earnings off the, off the asset that you've got. But I think the or key another- thing in, that you said in there was, uh, you know, learned risk. Like it's, it, it's education and the more that you're educated, the less risk is involved. Yep, definitely. I found that when I was broking... Oh, being a mortgage broker, people were coming to me saying, okay, I've bought my house, now I need to go and buy an investment property because that's what you do, isn't it? And a lot of people just went out and bought property and bought property and didn't really understand that if poop hit the pan, they couldn't just sell a bedroom to get $40,000 out. So things like risk and diversification and just understanding stuff gives you a better chance to make better choices for yourself yeah, to put the safety nets in place that you need as well. So then how do you tell good risk from bad risk? Well, like I've just said, a bank account. Look at look at a bank account. There's good risk and there's bad risk. Mm. A bank account can be seen as good and it can be seen as bad. But it really depends on where you are at your life stage and it depends on what your goals are. If you have high, high goals and aspirations over a short time frame, well, then you need to take on higher risk, potentially something that has a better return and usually something that has a better return will generally have a lot more volatility and will be seen as a lot riskier. So there's no, <laughs> there's no such thing as a, as a definite bad risk and there's no such thing as a definite good risk. It's just what, what you need or what you don't need in your particular life stage and what your goals are. Okay, so if you don't want to wait until you're 65 or let's say 100 if the government keep lifting the age limit, what are some good alternatives so that we can, and I use the word loosely, but retire or do what we want to do rather than working? Choose not to work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, there's so many different things. I guess if you want the ability to have that choice before before the the government retirement age, now, I know I'm going to rub some people up the wrong way, but I wouldn't be putting money into super. 
Um, Super is a fantastic, fantastic vehicle from a tax perspective. Mm -hmm. However, if you want to retire early, you need access to your funds early. So diversifying and having funds outside, there's all there's a whole raft of different things that we that we talk about um, in the investment classes that we do. But you know things like you know possibly shares, direct shares, ETFs, managed funds, investment bonds. Investment bonds is something that not a lot of people talk about, but that also has some fantastic uh, tax um, benefits for you as well. For example, if you invested in a bond for more than 10 years, there's absolutely no capital gains tax for any of the money that you pull out after 10 years. And you don't need to disclose any income or any earnings, I should say, in an investment bond on your tax return until such a point that you actually do withdraw any funds. So there's a whole raft of different asset classes, different vehicles as well. Um, you know, if you want to go gung-ho and it, it's it's not going to keep you awake at night, there's there's cryptocurrency and a variety of different Forex trading platforms so that you could be involved in as well. They, they tend to be quite high return, again, high back. risk. Yeah, just jumping back a step, what are investment bonds? Investment bonds are basically very similar to a managed fund. Well, they are pretty much a managed fund. They're very similar to super as well. The underlying assets that you have in them are shares. So it's it's almost like you know different baskets of shares that have different risk gradings to them. So you'll have conservative, moderate, growth, high growth, aggressive, those sorts of things. Similar to your super. Mm-hmm. Similar to your super. Um, and what you do is you, you can either start with a lump sum um, and leave it there for as long as you want. Um, a better way is to start with an amount and have a regular savings plan into it. And basically what it does is the money that you put in there is is attributed to the different underlying assets that you've purchased in there. So like a managed fund, the shares in that. Each year you have the ability to put up to an extra 125% into the investment bond. And you can take your money out at any time so unlike super it's, it's invested similarly to super but you actually get access to the funds whenever you want there are tax implications the earlier the earlier you pull your money out the higher the tax you get charged but the longer you leave it in there the less tax you get charged on on the gains that you have in so, there so if so you it's were, really good oh sorry if you were looking at investment bonds what would be sort of the minimum amount that people can start investing with. I believe a couple of years ago it was two thousand dollars minimum. That's quite um, reasonable. But I believe, yeah, I believe they're now down to five hundred is is the minimum that you can start with. But there's a whole lot of you know if if people only have small amounts um, to invest, which is the, the the people that I work with, um, you know, survivors of domestic violence and those sorts of things. They've only got a few dollars a week or, you know, maybe $50 a month or something like that. There's all different things. There's Spaceship, there's Zamboo, there's, there's smaller micro share trading, like micro meaning small, obviously, where you don't need to be paying large trading fees to be able to buy into big portfolios. You can just go in there with your $10 a week or, or something like that and actually go in and start getting that money working for you. 
better than trying to scrimp and save into a savings account or your kid's savings account or something to earn that 1% per year. You could be putting into a smaller share, a micro share portfolio to get, you know, your 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10% returns, those sorts of things. Wow. Yeah, there's even bamboo is where you can invest in not only cryptocurrency, but you can invest in gold and silver as well. So there's, there's, there's a whole raft of different things that you can be doing with small amounts of money but also things that you could be doing that can can increase your ability to get extra income or an extra income stream or to speed up the process of building your asset base or building your capital prior to retirement should you want to retire earlier than whatever the government dictates. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Now, I ran into someone today who I was telling about the finance seminar that I went to and they were wanting to know when your next one is. Sure. Look, if you go to, if you go to the Facebook page, Ascend Financial Freedom, um, that's A-S-C-E-N-D. We do put our events up. We don't have one listed just yet. We are just a little bit cautious with having to cancel, to book and cancel with COVID chopping and changing. So we are looking at getting doing them online but if you keep an eye out on the Facebook page like our page and and you'll be updated when we do have those workshops coming up so we're looking at doing a full day masterclass which covers the whole gamut of the financial coaching and we are also looking at breaking it down to smaller intervals because when you're talking finance sometimes it's a little bit hard to absorb <laughs> over such a long time frame so um, yeah we'll, we'll give that option we'll give that option for, um, for people to, to choose whether or not they can sit through the whole thing and get get their shoes sorted in, in one day or yep. yeah or just come to the shorter sessions as well. We also have a 60 Days to Success program where you get to work one-on-one with me just to get, and I use the term, shiz, to yep. get your shoes sorted, all your grown-up finances, everything that, you know, we need to... We need to have. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things I was struck by when I came to the finance seminar was your list of, I think there's about 10 things on the checklist. Do you have, you know, super sorted or do you have a will sorted? And there's a range of other things. I'm like, oh, yes, Did, yes, did I make you no, cry? No. Did I make you cry? <laughs> Not quite. <but laughs> I know. Definitely hits home where you're like, oh, like I thought I had everything sorted and now maybe not so much. Surprising. It Gives really is surprising. Yeah. 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 And look, that's come from that's come from having financial planning practice for ten years and broking for, for twenty years as well and just knowing what it is that people don't know or don't have in place. And it's little things like, you know, if you have a family or even if you have a house, you know, a mortgage, those sorts of things, you really need to consider life insurance. And not only just consider it, a lot a lot of the time as a mortgage broker I would talk about it just to make sure I'm going to get you into half a million dollars worth of debt. You need an out. You need to know that you're safe and your family's not going to be displaced if you pass away. Yeah. So just little things like that. And a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, no, 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 I've got something in super. And they would be happy to walk away with that sort of response. Yeah. And I'd stop them and say, but hang on, do you know how much it is? Oh, yeah, no, it would be fine. But when we actually drilled it, drilled down, it might only be 100000 150000 or something. When I used to sit down with them as an advisor... We would go through a whole realm of questions of things, you know, what ifs. If this situation happened, how much money would you need to, to fix that problem or to sort it out or, you know, to provide some family relief around that particular situation? And it was it was a real eye-opener. So 
little things like that and you know even from money management and you know dare I say things like zip pay and after pay and those sorts of things which um, can be great if you know how to use them wisely and get rid of the debt without yep. then accruing interest from it but yeah can yep, also exactly be... and credit cards as well like you've got people that love credit cards and you've got people that hate credit cards and you've got people that are almost you know, in a cult following for a certain fantastic fun ex-financial advisor mm. who writes books and doesn't wear shoes. If, you know, I won't say his name because everybody knows who he is. Um, he's anti-credit cards. But the reality is if you could get your shiz sorted yeah. and you under- understood, credit cards can actually make a massive difference to a mortgage. You can, you know, by structuring it correctly and using and taking advantage of the bank's free money on a credit card, using it wisely, you can save anywhere between five and eight years off a mortgage, even double it if you do it really well. But again, my little disclaimer there is it depends on what your expenses are, your living expenses are and the way that you, the way that you work your money. There's, there's so much benefit to be had as long as you stick to a plan. And I think that's, that's the vital thing of sticking to a plan. And also, if you're one of those people that had parents that were in debt to credit cards all their life or you've been in debt to credit cards all your life and you're just scared of them, the mindset mentoring that we do will help you understand and, and get over that fear or work out what that fear is and try and work through it and, and help you create some good habits mm. around credit cards just to help you succeed so well thank you so much that's been super informative and if you've got any questions or you would like to join the 60 days to success program please jump on board a send facebook page i look forward to chatting thank you again that's been a pleasure lovely i'm quinn carnegie and i hope you enjoyed this week's episode of manifestation motivation and passion i'm so thrilled you chose to spend time listening and would be even more grateful if you left a positive review. And if you found value, no doubt your family and friends will too. I'd love it if you share it with them. Thanks again.